49ers making a big splash yesterday today, saying goodbye to two starting defensive backs. Jimmy Ward, goodbye. Emmanuel Mosley, goodbye. But the 49ers are holding on to their center. Jake Brendel gets a long-term contract. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Thanks for hanging out on this Winky Wednesday edition of Lockdown 49ers. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see that we've got another gentleman on the screen with us, Mr. Nick Winkler. It's probably a Winky Tuesday evening if you're watching us uh, immediately on Tuesday night, but uh, happy to have you all driving to work Wednesday morning, listening to Locked On 49ers, as you do every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making this your first listen. We do appreciate that. Uh, what do you think, guys? Biggest shock in free agency so far, the loss of Jimmy Ward and Emmanuel Mosley or the signing of Javon Hargrave? Wink, we didn't get your thoughts yesterday on the big signing of Hargrave. What would you think about uh, yesterday's free agency action? 49ers hot and heavy unexpectedly to start the the free agency period i think you said it i was i was just shocked you know it's like whoa what a area where they could actually take things to the next level would be in the interior right in the middle tackle and you go out and you sign a guy who's maybe one of the best i mean he's he's definitely near the top of the the nfl in, in pressures and run stuffing and and what a what a move by the niners just shocking but i love it at the same time by the way, got some details here on the, the signing of Javon Hargrave and what that four-year, $84 million contract looks like. And it's actually not as bad as it uh, looks. Or it's, you know, look, he, he's one of the top defensive players in the league. You're going you're gonna to give up $20 million per year. But this turns out to be more like a two-year contract if the 49ers want it to be. So it is somewhat team-friendly, even though it was one of the biggest deals uh, doled out during free agency by any team in the NFL. So $23 million signing bonus for Javon Hargrave on his four-year contract. The base salary is going to be low, $1.165 million, fully guaranteed in 2023. That $23 million signing bonus will be uh, uh, spread out through the four years of his contract. So it keeps his first-year cap number low. Uh, then he's got a, an option bonus in 2024 of $6 million with a base salary of $8.8 million. Then in 2025, base salary of $19.9 million, base salary in 2026 of $21.65 million. And he's got some workout bonuses of $100,000 throughout. Um, basically, the first two years fully guaranteed. So what we're looking at with this contract, if none of that made sense to you, and, and sometimes you got to read them three times to figure out what's going on with the jargon and all the, the contracts that happen in the NFL, you got to have a uh, you know, a lot degree half the time to figure out what's going on in the, in the league and still with the restructures and, and all the cap, is it fake? Is it real stuff? I think we'll talk about how it is somewhat real for the 49ers, but you're able to make some space sometimes uh, as well in the NFL. Um, basically what that amounts to is it's a little over $40 million guaranteed for the first two years. So as far as cap numbers go, 20 mil in the first couple of years. After that, it's year to year, 19 and a half and 21 and a half million base, basically. So, $20 million per year for four years, some bonuses on top of it. And if the 49ers want out, they could cut him after two years, and it's a two-year, $40 million contract, essentially. Uh, they can keep him for one more year. They can restructure from there. They can trade him from there. So really, a lot of options for the 49ers after the two 
years of guaranteed $20 million money for, uh, for Javon Hargrave, who's a really good player. So, uh, you know, team friendly contract in, in the first year cap number low to be able to do some of the things uh, that they were able to do, like sign Jake Brendel today. Jake Brendel starting center for the 49ers. Uh, I like these stories too for, for someone like Jake Brendel guys and, and Croc, I think this is probably one of the players we thought would be back um, just because he wasn't going to break the bank because he's been a journeyman his entire career. But yeah. for someone like Jake Brendel, who's 30 years old already and and never had, I mean, he's bounced around, never known if he's going to make the roster any year of his career. And this is the first time in his career he's going to show up. He knows he has not only a roster spot, but a starting job with the San Francisco 49ers. Four years, $20 million. So $5 million per year, $8 million of that guaranteed, which tells me they can probably move on after you know, a year or two if they want to very easily with this contract. And... Uh, but good on him, journeyman that that finally at the age of 30 has a long-term contract with an NFL football team and he's a starter. So I, I like that, and the number's not big, and the 49ers know at least one more position, one more starting position is set. I like that. Continue to solidify those positions and uh, maybe continue to kind of build some continuity. I know they have to replace Mike McGlinchey, but maybe that's the only guy on the line that you end up having to replace. So uh, the, the least amount of guys you can replace, I think the better. Now, how good is he? I, my guy, Rich Madrid, I referenced uh, Rich, I think yesterday as well. Rich, he does a, a ton of film study. And he mm-hmm. says he's not terrible, but he's really not that good. So He's kind of middle uh, of the road guy. Yeah, just kind of very middle of the road, which is why he didn't get a big contract. Right? Remember when the 49ers signed uh, Richburg a, a while back, like that was a big contract for a center. This one, definitely not that, but someone that the 49ers feel is very serviceable. And apparently the Jets were in on him, so maybe maybe they had to give him a little bit more, maybe an extra year than they mm. than they thought they were going to have to with Jake Brendel. Still not a big contract, but uh, <laughs> according to Ian, sorry, still sick, trying to fight off this cough as I as I try to talk. I might sound a little raspy today on the podcast. Um, according to Ian Rappaport, the Jets made a push, but Jake Brendel back on a four year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. Here's where it gets interesting, guys, because maybe they're maybe that's it, maybe they're out of money. Jimmy Ward goes with D'Amico Ryans to the Houston Texans, as does Hassan Ridgeway. But the, the one that's a little surprising to me is Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley got a one-year, $6 million contract with the Detroit Lions. And that was the exact kind of a deal that I thought made so much sense for the 49ers and made it so likely that Emmanuel Mosley would be back because he's coming off a torn ACL. And the fact that he tore his ACL keeps him from cashing in on that long-term contract so he can have the one-year show-me deal and you, you you get him for half price or probably even less than half price because if he was if Manny Mosley continued to play last year didn't have a torn ACL he would have gotten in free agency probably a four year fifteen million dollar per year contract I think he, he would he would have been able to ask for a similar contract to what the 49ers gave Shervarius Ward last year and mm-hmm. but the fact that he tore his ACL I thought it made it really likely the 49ers would be able to bring him back one year six million dollars that's something that I think the 49ers would have and should have matched. So are you guys surprised that either they didn't match it or that Emmanuel Mosley would have rather played for the Detroit Lions? Let me repeat that. That he would rather play for the Detroit Lions than the San Francisco 49ers. Seems unlikely, nah. but who knows? I don't know. Well, what you, you never know, because I think what Dan Campbell is doing over there in Detroit, yep. it feels like he guys like to kind of play for him, right? Well, we watch hard knocks. We watch how they finish the season. They actually finished with a W in a big game, I, I believe, mm-hmm. knocking off the Packers. The, the issue was... 
the Rams didn't beat Seattle. Otherwise, Lions would have right. been in the playoffs, right? Yep. So he's turned things around over there in Detroit drastically. They probably feel like they're only getting better and adding guys mm-hmm. to the defense because early on, remember, they lost the game, I think, to Seattle 48-45, to right? So right. for most of the season, like, offense wasn't their issue. It was defense. So getting guys like him, another year with Aiden Hutchinson and some of these guys that they've drafted, uh, and uh, obviously uh, an offseason this year and some draft picks, they probably feel like, hey, we're knocking on the door. We should be a playoff team. And Dan Campbell's going to kind of infuse that type of confidence in them. Now, as far as the 49ers not going to get them, I think this has to do with Hargraves. And when you spend Mm. that type of money, you can go out and get a guy that you want. But outside of him, you're going to have to start to pick and choose who do you want to bring back on what price tag. So, hey, you know, you got to decide. Do we want Jake Brindle on this cheap contract or do we want Emmanuel Mosley? And it maybe came down to the two guys. Well, we're probably we probably need that center right now a little bit more than we need a cornerback. We have Yamadola Lenore. Maybe we can go out and sign another veteran, low price free agent, and also throw some resources later in the draft. So they mm-hmm. decided to just go in a different direction. I think the Hargraves was uh, uh, signing kind of snowballed into Mosley not being picked up. They could have done yeah. it if they wanted to, but they had to pick and choose how they wanted to kind of uh, play with their money a little bit, and he was the odd man out. Yeah, I, right, I don't think you. it's oh, – go ahead, go ahead, Wink. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's so much Mosley wanted to go to Detroit, but that the Niners maybe felt like they were secure enough with Lenore. I mean, we saw Lenore's progress last year. He started off, you're like, oh, no, this is going to be a long season. And he got better and better and better. And he was actually playing really well at the end of the season. So I think that you you nailed it. Like, you had to pick, who do we go with? Do we go with the cornerback or do we go with the center? Well, we've got Lenore. We've got our one and two already. Mosley's been hurt a little bit. Like, seems like a better investment to put it in the offensive line. And it's hard for me to disagree with that logic. I would say corner over center positional value-wise. I would say player-wise, Emmanuel Mosley, better player than Brendel, more valuable player than Brendel. So if it's dollar for dollar, yes. But the fact that Brendel was a long-term deal, they could spread some money into the future, makes it even cheaper this mm-hmm. year, probably. And we'll see what exactly those numbers look like for Brendel. Whereas it's one year, $6 million. It's $6 million on the cap for Mosley. So that might have been a deciding factor as well, where you, you know, you get a three million dollar center in year one versus a six million dollar corner, and and you do He's have coming off of a pretty serious injury, and yeah, and and forty niners and injuries, they can they 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 probably don't want more injured players on the football team, you know. Uh, so so that's I'm sure a factor as well. Uh, more on moving money around and what it means when the forty niners might be um, changing some of the contracts and converting base salary into signing bonus and, and what that means when they're when they're doing this stuff and creating cap space and I want to talk about a couple of players that the 49ers are paying to not be on the roster currently and why you don't want to go overboard doing that and, and I think that might be part of it for the San Francisco 49ers as well. I want to talk a little bit more with Wink about the quarterbacks. Want to get your thoughts on Jimmy's tenure with the Niners, McGlinchey's tenure, uh, Sam Darnold coming in uh, and a little bit more about Jimmy Ward and some of the other moves going on in the NFL next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel. It's midway point of, that's past midway point of the NBA season now and getting into the nitty gritty there. Crocs, Lakers, uh, futilely trying to uh, get into the playoffs. And uh, if now's the perfect time to download FanDuel. Bet against those Lakers. America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000, for example, if you bet on the, the Lakers to go to do something in the playoffs uh, and you don't win that bet, you can get your money back in bonus bets 
if that first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Now they can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained to NFL draft props. Major League Baseball is going to be getting going. You bet on that every day all summer long. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, restructuring contracts. Just a real quick note on that. And the 49ers, I, I'm sure, have done some of that already. And we'll find out when the new league year begins. Maybe we'll get some of those you know, numbers leaked to us. And, and some of the media will be able to share some of those things. And, and the 49ers probably not wanting to go overboard. And uh, the reason you don't want to go overboard is because the 49ers have players like D Ford. It's currently costing the 49ers $9 million to not play. It's felt, it feels like a decade since D Ford played for the 49ers. They're, they're paying him $9 million to not play this year because of past restructures. Jimmy Ward, what did he get? $6 million contract, right, from the Houston Texans? The Niners are paying him $6 million this year because of past restructures. The 49ers are paying Jimmy Ward's current salary. If they didn't do that restructure, they could just be paying Jimmy Ward and he could stay on the team or pay. That's one player, you know, pay the pay Emmanuel Mosley as well. So you don't want to go overboard on restructures because you don't want to be paying players that aren't on your football team. And yes, you want to be able to put the best team on the field that you can now, but you don't want to go crazy and you don't want to be paying a bunch of players that aren't on your team either because that starts to, you know, th that starts to snowball and then you're the more, the more payers, the, the more dead money you have on your cap, the more you have to restructure again to make your current team better, which makes you have even more and more dead cap money in future years. So you don't want to you don't want to go nuts on that is all I'm saying. So that might be some of the reason why the 49ers said, hey, look, OK, it, it, we, we, we love Javon Hargrave, one of the top free agents on the market this year. Let's call him if we can get him, then we'll have to make some concessions elsewhere. And if not, then we'll have more money to, to bring back. Emmanuel Mosley, maybe even Jimmy Ward, or maybe we'll go shopping somewhere else and when we get a right tackle. But I have a feeling for the most part, the 49ers are, are pretty darn close to done right now, especially seeing Mosley on what I thought was the right contract for the 49ers to be able to bring him back to see him leave. Hey, real quick, when you when you have guys like, like D4, right, you have to pay him, are they actually paying him like this year? Or no, how's that it's work? just funny. It's just cap money. So it's no, it's money they already paid him. But for the cap purposes, it was pushed back. And so for right. like for Jimmy Ward, they when they restructured his deal, they gave they added void years. So this is a void year. I think Jimmy Ward might have another void year next year, too. And so I think that's mm -hmm. what happened with with Deep Ward's contract as well. They restructured it. And so you, you convert the base salary to signing bonus. Then you add two void years. So now you can spread that signing bonus into the future more. So let's say it's a ten million dollar signing bonus. You add two void years and so now you've got five million and five million of, of signing bonus that he's already paid that is for the cap purposes still on the cap and dead money in future wow. that's really wild <laughs> so it's not like bobby bonilla money right it's not like oh, it's totally, right yeah. where he actually gets the check once a year for 20 years or 50 yeah. years or whatever uh, it was. The bobby bonilla deal was that he actually just got paid for 30 years i'm gonna be yeah. sad when bobby bonilla day doesn't happen anymore i forget what day it is like june something every year uh, and, and it's awesome. Million bucks. I, I think it's coming to an end soon. I think it's pretty close because it's a right. contract, and it was in the '90s. So we're getting there. Yeah, I'm a Google. <laughs> yeah, Google Google Bobby Bonilla day. How much did he get? He's like 1.3 million dollars or something every June. Love it. So did I see that the the Niners uh, re-signed Gibson? Right. 
Tashawn Gibson did sign on a one-year contract. Yeah, and uh, so that was so really. Everything's like gone pretty. Everything's gone pretty much according to plan. I, I thought mm-hmm. McGlinchey would go. Jimmy G was obviously going to be on his way out. Uh, the only thing that surprised me is the big move for bringing in Javon Hargrave and losing Emmanuel Mosley mm-hmm. on a on a pretty good one year deal, which I think is below what his play is if he does come back from his torn ACL. Play. <laughs> Those are the only two surprises I've seen so far from the 49ers offseason. What's the numbers, Croc? All right, so Bobby Bonilla Day is not ending anytime soon. Uh, the, the actual day is July 1st, so you were uh, you know, in the ballpark there. The annual payments will continue until 2035. He'll be 72 years old when it, when it runs out. Wow, so it was, it was 40 years then. Was it a 40-year uh, contract? That's wild. Well, it it, 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 it looks like when they started it. So he's fifty nine years old now. Like it doesn't run out for another thirteen years. So, but it was in the nineties when they signed it, and he got like twenty five years. Twenty five years like. sounds right. Yeah. Wow. And so it didn't start till after he was gone, right? After he oh, was right, so it started after a while. Twenty five years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is wild. That's that amazing. Is. I mean, you know, you, you you know it. You hear about it. You know he's getting his money, but it's just the way they did it and the way a guy is just – it's like – because on top of that, he gets his pension. You know, all these athletes, right. you know, when you play a certain amount of years, you get your pension, and your pension, uh, it depends on how much money you made during your playing career, and they kind of figure it out some type of way. So, like, on top of his pension, which is probably pretty good, he's getting this extra one point whatever million dollars a, a year. And, and no matter what he does, no matter how bad he could possibly be – with his financials throughout his life, every summer he's got he's that back coming, baby. It's like let's go. I got my <laughs> let's go. I can I can live on one point three every year. You know, uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's that's pretty great. Fun. I love that. A lot of people wish they. I mean, people go broke. You know, after I would love that contract after Come playing. On. You know, there are a yeah. lot of guys that go broke, especially in some of these other sports. Obviously, baseball is a little harder to go broke just because you make so much guaranteed money. Yeah, but. Guys figure out oh. different ways to go broke. I mean, when you hear about what these guys are gambling with, Charles Barkley and, and Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, $10,000 a hole and all these kind of crazy bets, right? Uh, so guys do end up going broke, yeah. but Bobby Bonilla, sure. he is not going broke anytime soon. He'll be fine. <laughs> Unless he borrows. Now, that's the tough part, right? That's true. And how can I borrow from oh. this money I know I have coming? Everybody knows it's coming. Borrowing against it. Oh, that could, that could yeah. go bad. Yeah, you're right. Hopefully he doesn't do that. Don't do it, Bobby. End up going broke are the ones that that retire so early and only have like the one contract, and they live it up like they're going to continue to get that contract forever, and then they don't ever right. get a second contract or a third contract or whatever it is. And uh, and you know, in your twenties, all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm in my thirties and I'm not making any more money. Yeah, what's that thirty for thirty? Is it called broke? Is that what yeah. it was? Or bankrupt yes. or something? Oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. Oh, it's so heartbreaking at the same time. They tell the guys, man, like uh, during OTAs, and this is the part a lot of people don't know about, but during OTAs, uh, at least the Jets, how we did it, you had two, it was like uh, uh, four days a week because we had OTAs four days a week. So four days a week, uh, it was like after lunch, the veterans got to go home, their rookies and second-year players had to stay, and it was almost like a life-in decision-making course type thing. But they literally went over every single thing that you uh, come across as a professional athlete. And dang, they're like a man, but professional athlete. Just any any situation, any scenario that y'all can think of, we went over it. From how to buy a car, how to buy a house, 
like you know, and they bring in the financial different the people to to tell you, hey, don't do this, do right. this, don't spend this, and they they give you your con- here's your contract. If you make the base uh, salary. Uh, break it up like this, divided by this, this is how much you should spend on your house. This is how much mm. you should spend on your phone. This is how much you should use for leisure money, like for entertainment. They literally break down every single thing you'll ever come across. And guys still blow it. Like still. Yeah. Blow it. You think the guy that was, that, that was handing you cash at the strip club t- for you to throw around, Croc? Do you think he was following those rules? <laughs> that was covered. He, he, probably right, wants that two, he, wa- he probably wants that two grand back right about now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. So much money. Crock threw a grand away. and then uh, invested a grand of it. Uh, I don't even think I threw a grand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, for, for those of y'all listening right what now that don't about? know how the off season, how these seasons work, first of all, as far as your real contract, you only get that. I think they just now changed it in, in, in the CBA where you can receive your money different. You can spread it out over an entire year now. But previously, it was 16-game season, that's when you get paid. All mm. right? And, and then in the postseason, for some guys, it's a fragment of what they typically get paid. So if you are you know, a quarterback making $2 million a week during the regular season, well, you're not making that come postseason. You'll make that 22000 that first week, 40 you know, whatever, right? It's not much money for, for them. Well, in the offseason, you get nothing. Unless you're like Antonio Camardi, who had a two hundred thousand dollar workout bonus, but even then, when you make so much, that's still right. not even a ton of money. So most guys that are like Eric Crocker, like you get nothing during the offseason except for your weekly stipend, which is maybe twelve hundred dollars. But when you kind of live a certain lifestyle and you're some of these guys, twelve hundred dollars isn't a lot of money a, a week. We're, we're talking about. And that was back then. So we're talking about 10 years ago now. It's more now, I'm sure. It's probably over you know, $2,500 a week. But when you have a house, cars, et cetera, that ain't much money. So uh, you, you kind of need that money. Guys go broke, and they look forward to the offseason just to get the stipend. Because when you're away, you're not getting that. that. When you're off in the summer for that week or for that month, you get $0. Now, some guys have endorsements and things like that, so it's a little different. But... 80% of the guys don't have any legit endorsements like that. They, so. You get the guys that do the opposite, too, that go hardcore, and they save their entire game checks, their entire career, and only live off their their, their meal money or their stipend or whatever it is, depending on the sport. Um, I think uh, Marshawn Lynch did a lot of that. There's yeah. just a few other that that Who didn't. That drove like the Toyota Camry into like he had a crazy contract and he was still driving like this beater car that he had that when he was drafted, when he was driving in college. Right. I mean, Andrew, was it Andrew Luck? Maybe I can't remember who it was. Uh, well, to a Tim Tebow was driving a Ford Explorer. I, I mean, I, I saw that in person. Mm-hmm. So nice. smart at that time. Now you know, after that, but even then he got cut like three weeks later. So yeah, he's making that TV money now. Let's not feel bad. Right. Yeah. No, nah, he's good. I'm old enough <laughs> to remember when Ford Explorers were the lap of luxury. Right. That was high school, man. Oh, your parents have an explorer? Damn. Oh, <laughs> uh, one more contract. The 49ers are saying goodbye to one more player, linebacker Aziz Alshier, and then we'll talk quarterbacks. Uh, Wink, I want to get your perspective on mm-hmm. what you think Sam Darnold's role will be for the San Francisco 49ers next. Today's episode brought to you in part by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought about uh, being an NFL GM, you'd make a good GM. You got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think, by the way, to create that dynasty. 
When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get control to manage everything, every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build that historic dynasty. Uh, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators on Ultimate Football GM. Manage all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, uh, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM, completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want to and when you want to. And Locked On 49ers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. That's promo code Locked On, so make sure you check it out today. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. So Aziz Alshair not going to the Houston Texans, as I thought. Ridgeway and Jimmy Ward followed D'Amico Ryans to Houston, but uh, Aziz Alshair signing with the, the Tennessee Titans. I don't have the exact dollar figure there, but um, as expected, Aziz Alshair, after they paid, obviously, Fred Warner and then Dre Greenlaw, they just don't have a lot of money to throw at more linebackers. So we're going to see some youth uh, in there in the reserves for linebackers. Marcelino, Marcelino McCrary Ball was on the uh, practice squad last year, had a really nice camp. I think he could be in the mix. For that, you know, third, fourth, fifth linebacker, Curtis Robinson, uh, Demetrius Flanagan Foles is a restricted free agent. We'll find out on him. So um, Niners say goodbye to three players here and, and three guys who uh, played starting roles at times. And and the longest tenured 49er, by the way, and Jimmy Ward, which means mm -hmm. I think the longest tenured 49er now has got to be Eric Armstead. Yeah, that sounds right. Nice spot. N nice landing spot for Aziz, you know, being able to play for, for sure. variable and he oh, kind yeah. of their their philosophy on how they just play the game is very similar to the 49ers. A lot of smash mouth. And obviously they got who's a Rand Carton uh, who went over yeah. there. So Right. Yeah, I you mean, know, that makes a lot of what sense. disease is all about, I, but I didn't even think about Rand Carthon being over there in Tennessee. Yeah, you, you you knew like he's one of the easiest signings for me from the 49ers just because it was yeah. obvious they weren't going to be able to fit him uh, under the salary cap with all the other linebackers they were playing, but he's a starting caliber player. I would have I would have signed him in a heartbeat if I was yeah. running Good on Rand Carthon for recognizing that, and I think he's going to be a great fit there in Tennessee and probably be a bargain of a player for them. Jimmy Ward will be missed big time. Yeah, Jimmy Ward. I, I like Jimmy Ward. I, I loved how his career started out with, like, oh, what position is he playing? He's hurt all the time. Yeah. Who is this guy? What's going on? And he, he ended up being a really important member of the 49ers for a long time. I really feel that way about Mike McGlinchey. He was a good 49er. Jimmy Ward, really good 49er. Jimmy Garoppolo, good 49er. The, half the yeah. fan base seem like love to hate him, but Wink, what are your thoughts on, on those guys, especially Jimmy G? You know I love Jimmy G. I've always loved Jimmy G. I wish Jimmy G nothing but the best. I think that's another good landing spot for him, a system he knows. Uh, you know, good for good for Garoppolo. I'm, I'm happy he's going to get a starting gig. Hopefully he can stay healthy for uh, for Las Vegas because when he's healthy, he wins football games. That's what Jimmy does, and, and he did a lot for the 49ers. So, you know, hats off to Jimmy G. Respect. Good luck. Well, they also just traded away yeah, Darren trade, Waller. Darren so. Waller. Did you yeah, see I saw that. What is that all about? Did you see this story about this is kind of one of those quote unquote Patriot way things. So hmm. uh, Vic Tafer, who covers the, the Raiders, said the trade comes 10 days after Darren Waller's wedding to Aces guard Kelsey Plum. The timing is only that, yeah. the timing is only interesting because Josh McDaniels accidentally leaked the news of his wedding to reporters at the NFL scouting combine. Waller was upset with McDaniels. When the Las Vegas Review Journal posted a story announcing the wedding was scheduled later in the week, the couple had not publicly announced their plans to get married. 
Oof. Wow. So. I was just about to say that he just got married. His wife is there in Vegas and it's like, uh, nope, uh, we're going to send you Bye. out of here. Because <laughs> how sweet is that, right? Like, okay, my wife, she's the face of yeah. this WNBA team and the league. Like, she's going crazy right now. I'm on the Raiders. I'm one of the big dogs on the Raiders. Like, mm-hmm. this is cool. We're having fun. We're having the ball. And McDaniel was like, uh, you're having a little bit too much fun. We got to send you packing. Peace. Across the country, too. It's not like it's close. It's, oh, man, all the way to New York. Yeah, New York. Oh, right? man, that's as far as it gets for him. Yeah. Uh, comp pick, pick 100. So that's the pick in between the 49ers picks. The Niners pick 99, 101, and 102. That pick number 100 now is, is the Raiders pick. It was the Giants pick. They mm. traded it for Darren Waller. But that's uh, all it took? Yeah, it was pick 100. Uh, he's got a big contract, and uh, you know he's he's been injured Injuries. a lot the last couple of years, yeah. so I'm sure that lowered the price. But, man, if he's healthy, that's a hell of a deal for the Giants, especially because there's not a lot of good receivers to go get on the market right now. Still some good receivers for Jimmy to throw to in Las Vegas, though. I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams, um, with, with the way Jimmy plays and McDaniel's scheme, I would think Hunter Renfro, you know. Did they great. sign Jacoby Myers? Did I see that? I mean, yeah, and they just and they signed Jacoby Myers. I thought Renfro might be the one to go just because they hired, they signed a new receiver, but nope, it was Waller. Man, that's wild. About to go. Renfro can kind of jump back into that slot number three, which is more his his style, anyways. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like it's not a lot, but you know, Dallas Cowboys traded for Stephon Gilmore, and I believe that was a fifth round pick. So yeah, that was um, a comp fifth too. So late fifth round pick for Stephon Gilmore, and he's making like nine million dollars on, on the last year of his contract. Thirty two, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Still, play still can play, though. Yeah. Yeah. He can play. Until he can't. But the 49ers can't get in on any of those deals because I don't think they have enough money to pay any of those guys. Right. What do you think Sam Darnold? Got Sam oh, okay, so here, yeah. so, oh, so real quick. So we're, we're talking about, you know, who the 49ers signed. And we know we got a big dog right there in the middle now. But would you rather mm-hmm. have that, spend all that money on him, or uh, a combination of Stephon Gilmore, Emmanuel Mosley, and Jimmy Ward? <laughs> right. Uh, or... Yeah, or, nice, but... What about Waller? What about Waller and Darren Waller? There we yeah. go. So I'm gonna Ugh. give us all of them, right? So, yeah, probably. You you could, yeah. Well, hard that's grave. the thing with Single the DeForest Buckner thing. Where it's like, okay, you got Buckner, or yeah. you know, you might lose some of these guys. So the 49ers now, because you made a big splash signing, now you you can't you can't be a player in Darren Waller, who would have been a sweet tight end too. 49ers, I feel like they're really looking for that guy. Mm. Uh, Jimmy Ward had to let him walk, and maybe let him walk anyway because you have Gibson. But then now, okay, you know what? We're gonna go get Stephon Gilmore to play opposite of Mooney Mooney Ward. I mean, that's that would have been sweet. Real quick, Croc with the with the Niners secondary now. So I think a little thin depth. You know, they've got a lot of draft picks. So immediately right now, after two days of free agency, offensive tackle, defensive back are, are the two biggest needs I think going into that's the it. draft. Yep. Defensive tackle is not really there anymore. Edge is, is probably in there right now uh, as well. Those are the top three. If I did a mock today, those would be the three positions I'd probably give the 49ers uh, if there's good players there at the end of the third round. Um, but look at the 49ers secondary. They resigned to Sean Gibson. It's only a one-year deal. You got Talano Fonga at strong safety, Delmador Lenore, Charvarius Ward at corners, and last year's fifth rounder, probably uh, Sam Womack in the slot, right? You feel you feel okay with that going into the season? Like that's it. We're done. Those are your starters. You're good. The only reason why I feel good about it is because they haven't th- at least this regime. Now, again, we'll see because, I mean, you lose Salah, and it's like, okay, you know, we're good. We got Demico. Then you lose D'Amico, and now it's like, all right, you know, we'll see. Wilkes, okay. <laughs> but it feels like the coaches who Kyle Shanahan has identified have done a really good job of putting players in position 
to be successful for who they are. So right. if I continue to lean on that, then I'm good. But if I'm being honest, right, I, I kind of take out the past and just how I feel about that group, I would say heading into the season, it feels like probably the weakest secondary that they've had pro probably in years, right? Because if you go back to after the Super Bowl run, well, Richard Sherman was coming off of an all-pro year. You know, Keller Witherspoon, like, he could start, he could play, but Emmanuel Mosley, he finished the season strong. Yeah, Jason Verrett behind him, still had Tart, you still had Ward. Like, you know, it was like, well, all these guys are really good, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And you had Kawan Williams. Like, that was a strong, to me, it's like, man, I'm very confident. Last year, you know, you, oh man, Mosley, Mooney Ward, Jimmy Ward, Hufunga, we'll see. That was like, kind of the only question mark, but you were like, I'm still confident. Now it's like, all right, because, okay, Nickel, who's going to be that guy yeah. outside? Okay, Lenore for an entire season. What's it going to look like? Because it was kind of weird. Then it got great. Then it was weird. Then it finished strong. Uh, you know, <laughs> one Funga, did they start to figure him out? He started busting coverages yeah. down the stretch. Like, now I feel like there's just more there, – there, there's more questions. Oh, new defensive coordinator. How's he going to mess yep. with these guys? Like, you're going to have to bank on that D-line just being dominant. And if you do that, then maybe there won't be a drop-off. Yeah, and you're, and you're one turned ankle away from, I don't know, a rookie – at free safety or, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Thomas maybe at, at corner. Travis Ward gets hurt, you know, so uh, it's thin. And Ward, it, it's, I mean, he, he left the game a few yeah. times, right? I remember yeah, him he did. leaving the game a little bit in Atlanta, but then he came back, uh, played against Kansas City, but wasn't 100%. I mean, you know, like he, he, he was kind of in and out at times. When he was on and he was good, he, he, awesome. But as far as, you know, you're saying like turning an ankle, all right, now you're, you're in the ankle turned away from – Ambry Thomas, D'Amado Lenore, what would that look like over a stretch of games? And with the 49ers, oh. how they've had injuries is just always something in the back of our, my mind, at least. Odom, I, I got to mention the Odom, who's still around. Hold, one second, uh, oh, yeah. I, I got to mention Odom's still around, so I want to give him some respect. Backup strong safety, you know, he could, he could be a backup free safety as well, probably. So there's a veteran player there on the 49ers roster. Um, Dante Johnson? I was just going <laughs> to say, of course, you can't forget. Right <laughs> open roster spot for Dante Johnson coming back. He'll be back. Yeah. Well, he tore his ACL though, didn't he? Oh, did he? He'll, end of the season, he'll be back. Oh. No, but so D line guys. So you think yeah. this Hargrave signing takes the Niners out of the possibility of re-signing like a Menahue or Ibacom? Like, does you think that this they can't throw any more money at the D line? It it feels like it, and that's what I thought right away too. It was like, okay, well, they, if they have to give ten, Same. twelve million dollars to one of those guys, they probably said, well, why don't we go? Because I, I actually like the the Hargrave deal for twenty million. You get the best player at the position, like Zach Allen, got fifteen mil per year. You know, it's like, like you know, he's, he's nowhere near as good. Like that's that's a big tear jump there. So might as well spend the extra five million dollars a year and get an actual difference making player there. So maybe that yeah. was the thought process with the 49ers. Um, they can still restructure some things and, and create some more space. We'll see what they're able to do. Um, but they have a needed edge, and uh, I don't know if they'll try to go bargain hunting again. They've done a good job of bringing in cheaper players, and they've earn themselves better contracts when they leave the 49ers than they got with the 49ers. So we'll see, we'll see if they continue that thing. Yeah, it's uh, pretty well, good to start opposite Nick Bosa. That's probably a good selling well, point. Let's think, okay, whoever gets that job, money. whoever gets that job is in a real nice spot and you hope yeah. it's Drake Jackson. And that's what the 49ers I'm sure their hope is. And right. so we'll see if it's, if it's that, or if he's a rotational guy and if they have, Armstead on the outside, but they still need some depth and still need to, to sign some players. You know, T.Y. McGill, I think he'll be super cheap. They can bring him back. He, he should probably, you know, 
finish off that defensive line, defensive tackle group. But the edge guys, I'm not sure about because Abel Common and Amenahu might make a little bit of money. And maybe they're just waiting that out to, to after the first wave of free agency. Then you start to find little better deals. Yeah. Sam Darnold, what do you think? What do you think the role is for Sam Darnold? We have the, the details on his contract as well really quick here. So Sam Darnold signed a one-year contract with a base value of $4.5 million. Uh, $3.5 million of that is guaranteed. I think some of that uh, contract is uh, bonus-related, so it's it's a little bit lower than the $4.5 million base salary for the cap numbers, at least to start the season. So um, $3.5 million guaranteed. That doesn't sound a guy, like a guy that you will probably cut at the end of training camp, so I think the 49ers expect him to be around. What do you think the role is going to be for Sam Darnold? Yeah, I think he's that... that- that safety net, right? I mean, you got two guys coming off of injuries, Lance and, and Purdy, and, and hopefully they both are back to full strength when, when the season starts, or at least when training camp opens. But if you don't, you've got a veteran, a guy who's been around a couple of teams now who maybe, the, you know, Greasy and Shanahan can get in his ear and actually turn him into something great. I mean, it's it, why not, right? It doesn't seem like a whole lot of money to invest in in that kind of possibility, especially with what you saw, how the season ended, right? With Josh Johnson, like, you, you got to have somebody in there that's capable of taking a snap and throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, you knew Kyle was going to bring in three quarterbacks he felt yeah. comfortable with. And so I, I think he's got that now as long as Purdy comes back and gives them some uh, – just gives them some breathing room. Maybe Purdy's not ready to start the season. You've got a guy who's started NFL games. I th- you know, from all reports, Sam Darnold's a good locker room guy, good teammate, and, and those types of things. And it's not a uh, it's not a huge deal. You know, sub sub five sub five million was sort of my thing. It like, it's got to be less than $5 million. It is less than $5 million. So – I think it's an all right deal. And maybe there's still a little something there with Sam Darnold that that Kyle Shanahan can find within him. We'll see. Thanks, Wink, for joining us once again here on Lockdown 49ers. My pleasure, guys. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. Make sure you subscribe to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show daily. We're breaking down all the news around the league every single day. We've got Lockdown NFL Draft. And, of course, your teams are covered in every sport right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Croc and I back tomorrow. Lockdown 49ers. See you.